Welcome to the Early Accountability Podcast hosted by Kimmy Walker. Kimmy has a track record of serving as a behavior change and improvement catalyst for individuals, groups, and organizations. Get ready to make the best version of yourself a priority. Now welcome, Kimmy Walker. Kimmy Walker here, and welcome back to another episode of the Early Accountability Podcast. We are so lucky to have with us a guest today, Robert Barnes, who is a retired U.S. military veteran and a tax consultant. He is going to talk to us today about how he got into mentoring and helping people with their taxes, and just to give us some tips and pointers of things that we might look out for with our own personal finances and taxes at this time of the year, one, but also during COVID-19. So Robert, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Nice to appreciate your invite. Yes, yes. Why don't you start just like Tell the audience a little bit about you, about your background in the military and how you got into doing kind of tax consultation and how that's a little bit different from tax preparation. Okay. I'm uh, originally from St. Louis, right down on the north side of St. Louis, so straight from the hood, and I had to get out. So I graduated from high school relatively early. I graduated when I was 16, got doubled from the ninth grade to the 11th grade. So I had some academic offers after high school, but my parents naturally didn't have any money. So as I was going around to figure out which schools to go to, I would ask everybody, hey, what do y'all do for money? And they say, we call home. And I knew that wasn't gonna be the answer for me. (laughs) So uh, I went back home and I went in my, I had a brother that was in the Navy and I went and talked to a Navy recruiter and it's ironic, the Navy recruiter was a guy who was getting ready to get out of the Navy, had just been sent back to St. Louis, and they let him recruit for his last couple of weeks before he uh, he separated. And as we were talking, he said, man, get out of here. You don't need to join the Navy. Go join the Air Force if you want to go in the military. So I went and talked to the Air Force recruiter. and. Told the Air Force recruiter, I said, I'm 16 years old. I'll be 17 on August the 16th. And I want to join the military and be gone on August 20th because my mom is not going to let me go. (laughs) (laughs) So so I said, I got to do all this behind the back. And then when we are all set, I need to uh, get my dad. My dad was more than happy to sign, but my mom was like, nah, I'm not going to do this. I basically had the recruiter tell her, hey, okay, yeah, we're going to let him go ahead and take the test, and it's just a phase, and he's probably going to forget about it in a week or so, and I had set it up, so I turned 17 on, like, Thursday, and I told the recruiter, Monday morning, I need to be gone, and we made it happen. (laughs) So I I was in the Air Force five days after I turned 17. Oh, wow. Yeah, five days after I turned 17, I was in uh, I was in Lackland, and I did uh, 22 years. I spent the majority of that overseas. I was fortunate enough to go to Germany, like my third year in the Air Force, and you know I was still a kid, but my body was just starting to develop. So they had uh, tackle football on the bases over there. So I played football and got pretty good at football over there. So I played football in Germany for almost 10 years. 
And uh, when they finally forced me to leave Germany and join the regular Air Force, my reward was they sent me to Hawaii so I would make the Pro Bowl for the rest of my life. <laughs> so I went to Hawaii uh, and did the last 10 years of my career there in Hawaii. Oh, and uh, while I was there, I always had the, this burning desire that I was serving my country, I was enjoying it, but I was paying taxes. And I couldn't figure out why. It didn't seem to make sense to me. And the more I looked at it, the more and more it upset me. So I started uh, doing a lot of research and a lot of reading. And along with my military duties, that led me, of course, to college. And I started taking some classes, business classes, to try to understand some of the terminology. And I began picking up things in the tax code along with education. So I got my community college and the Air Force degree in 91. Then I got my uh, bachelor's degree through reading and learning. I took a lot of a college level examination tests. So I did a four year program in 18 months, right? Taking college tests. So I graduated from Wayland Baptist College. By the time I, I went to Wayland, I had took all the CLEP tests and all I had to do was take their residency requirement, which was, you know, 10 classes in residence, what they say. So I took that, got my bachelor's degree, and rolled right into my master's degree. Got my master's degree from uh, Central Texas College in 1996. And uh, I got promoted the same day I got my master's degree. Got promoted to a senior master sergeant. And while I was there, one of the... Uh, they were doing the graduation ceremony and the, the promotion ceremony at the same time. And one of the ladies in attendance was the director at Central Texas College. And she came up to me and said, look, you got a master's degree. I don't care if you can teach, but I want you to teach because I just want students to see, you know, a listed guy in the classroom, getting promoted and get with education. So I started teaching and I started mentoring a lot of young military folks. I was teaching a personal finance class and I started talking to folks about the tax code and putting it into the military situation and breaking it down. I'm really good at breaking it down to, I won't say child level, but on a level that the normal person oh, yeah. can understand. Yes, you know what I'm saying? easily digestible. Right. right, yes. Right, so breaking down the terminology from to what people could understand. And my students started coming up to me saying, okay, sir, will you do my taxes for me? And I was like, okay, I'll walk you through it, so to speak, and I'll show you, you know, the same thing like when you put up TurboTax, it asks you questions or whatever, but if you don't understand the questions, you're basically doing no good. <laughs> so I would just go through and tell them what I recommend, what they should do, and it worked out well. And that leads to another thing. And before you know it, I got 300, 400 clients that I wow. consult, that I consult on their taxes worldwide each year. And that's the way it started. And I also just talked to, to folks and put out a lot of information because I still do a lot of reading. Uh -huh. And I just, as I get it, I just put out a lot of information. And I've been there. So 
I've owned businesses, I've owned homes, I've been oh, divorced, yeah. I, I, I've lived You've overseas. Yeah, right. yeah. So just about any situation that anybody's been through, I got the ticket. <laughs> so that's the main thing. And you know, the key is, as our mutual friend, Tyron Cosby, uh, <laughs> he called me out of the blue. He was still in the Marines. He was, he was a young Marine too at the time. And he called me at, out of the blue and I think he was in North Carolina. And he started asking me questions and everything I, I would mention or whatever, he was taking notes, being quiet, being quiet, and boom. All of a sudden, he started following the guidelines and he's grown tremendously. Oh, <laughs> and, good, uh, good. It's been over 20 years that I've been mentoring him on money issues or whatever. Uh -huh. and, the amazing thing, and the amazing thing is, we've never met in person. Oh, are you <laughs> kidding? Yeah, and we found out after we got into it that we both are, he's from East St. Louis, I'm from St. Yeah. Louis, oh, you know, yeah. so like I said, but we've never, we've never touched, we've never shook hands in person. <laughs> so. Wow, small world. So for the guests that may not remember, Tyrant Cosby has been on the Early Accountability Podcast several times. He also was one of the guests from last year that went on to launch his own podcast, which is called Beer Talk with a Vet. So if you haven't, make sure to check out Beard Talk with a Vet to learn more about Tyran and his journeys in manhood and being a veteran in the military and what have you. Great show. So Robert, what are some things, some tips and pointers for people right now? Because COVID-19 has taken a lot of people by storm, a lot of businesses, personally, a lot of layoffs. What are some of the big tips people should be looking to do right now? What are some relief options? What are the main things you're telling people? Okay, these are some actionable steps you should be taking right now. Well, first of all, can let, I want to tell people that they have to read and understand themselves. And you have to stay away from the rumors, all right? Mm -hmm. And the internet and our new president with fake news has become regular news, right? Mm -hmm. And the rumors can really cause people trouble and it can prevent you from being successful. And I'll give you a perfect example. I have a client, a uh, new guy, I just met him and I was going through his tax return and giving him some stuff. And he was like, no, I'm scared. I don't want to do this. I don't understand this, but I, I want to, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. So I'm like, okay, I, I can only do, I can only help you as much as you will allow me. But so I said, well, hey, you know, you should be getting your stimulus check coming soon, blah, blah, blah. And he works overseas. He works in Iraq as a contractor. Mm -hmm. And he made quite a bit of money, which is over the threshold, but his money's excluded. And so his money's excluded because he works overseas in the war zone. So he's he has like 105,000 tax exempt. Oh. So, he so he literally said, well, I'm not gonna get a stimulus check because I make too much money, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, no, that's not true. He said, yeah, the, the limit is 95, it's up to 100,000, 95,000. He said, I made almost 200,000. And I said, yeah, but you got excluded, plus you got three kids on there, blah, blah. So your adjusted gross income is well below. But he was a damn it that, no, I'm not. So if that was something that he had to apply for, 
he wouldn't have applied for it. Right. So the next day, after we had this conversation, he sends me an email that says, oh my God, they just put $2,200 in my checking account. I was eligible for a stimulus, right? Oh, wow. So my point is, and this happens a lot, what would have happened if he had applied for it? He wouldn't have applied for it, right? Right. He would have been eligible. Now, people always say, oh, I'm scared of IRS. If I apply for this, if I get this, if I ask for this and I don't have it, they're going to audit me, blah, blah, blah. Well, do you think the IRS would have showed up next month or next year and gave him $2,200 if he had to apply for it? And they said, no, you didn't apply? No, they, they don't come show you, here goes extra money, <laughs> right? Correct, correct. So, so you have to be knowledgeable. And my point is, let them tell you to let them tell you no. Right. Don't say not. Now, I say that to lead into the stimulus things. The first thing that came out was, of course, the two trillion dollar economic relief package. It was two trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. Now, now understand, this is how they broke that up. They gave one trillion dollars to the rich folks. That's going to go to the businesses, right? That's going to go to the to the big companies, that's $1 trillion. And then they use another 600 and some billion dollars to go to regular folks. So they're gonna give the regular folks the $1,200 per person, $500 for a child. And then they took another $349 billion of that 2 trillion and they gave that to small businesses for relief. They're offering two loans for small businesses. One loan is the emergency fund loan, basically. And with that loan, you fill out an emergency application and boom, they give you $10,000 as an advance to help you keep your business afloat and so forth. Now, I just Right before we came on, I just got an email from the SBA because I I probably filed mine the day that they made it eligible. And I just got an email and they said, because people caught this, they were thinking that this was just going to go through and the the normal business folks who who apply for these loans would would only apply and everybody uh, would be trying to get this $10,000. They just changed the rules now to where when you fill out the application, they're gonna give you $1,000 per employee. Mm. Before, it was if you had a business. Now, they changed it. Like I said, I just got the email about 10 minutes ago. And if you put on there that you had one employee, they're only gonna give you $1,000. If you put on there you had four employees, they're gonna give you $4,000 or whatever. that changed. It just changed. It just changed. I mean, they were they were debate because the banks, when they approved the law on April third, I believe, when they approved it, right, and they sent the money to the banks and says, okay, here goes three hundred and forty nine billion for small businesses, and this is what we want you to do. The banks looked at the loans and said, this is stupid. <laughs> you can't do this. This is too much money. This is too free. This is too easy. And the SBA went back and said, Congress has approved it. Do it. 
and the banks were still hesitant. So they, they had them go back and say, do you really want to give everybody that applies for this a $10,000 advance and it's free? And they went back and like I said, they just changed it. So now you get $1,000 per employee and they must be ready to release the money soon because they told me that they had looked at my application, didn't say whether it was what the next step was. It just said that they would, you know, on March 29th, the following passage of the CARES Act, the SBA approved. So to ensure that the greatest numbers of applicants can receive assistance during this challenging time, the amount of your advance will be determined by the number of your pre-disaster employees. So the advance will provide $1,000 per employee up to a maximum of $10,000. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. But there's two portions of that. The other, next one, the Paycheck Protection Program. Mm -hmm. And with the Paycheck Protection Program, you can borrow up to $10 million. Right. The interest rate is only going to be a half a percent. And if you get the money and you use the money to pay your employees, to pay your mortgage, to pay your rent, the bank's gonna forgive, gonna forgive that. So if you get a, let's say a $250,000 loan mm -hmm. and, you pay, and you pay your employees salary, you pay your utilities and all of that out of that $250,000, you go back to the bank and show them how you utilize the money, and that becomes a grant. Um, okay. So if one of the employees is Kimmy and you pay Kimmy a hundred thousand dollars salary and you show that you paid Kimmy the salary, it's forgiven. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you have to be able to show what you're doing with it as well. For the PP remember there's two loans. For the PPP loan, mm -hmm. you have to be able to show you do it. For the EIDL the emergency loan. You just have to certify that you have a business. Okay. And for the stimulus, you just need to have filed taxes in. Okay. For the stimulus, if you have filed taxes in 2018 or 2019, they went off of the 2018 or 2019 taxes that they have already received. Okay. Right. So if you filed in 2018 or 2019, you don't have to do anything. It's direct deposited into that account. Now, they started depositing the money last Friday. Well, they actually released it last Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, and the money is going to be available on the 15th. Uh, my bank, Navy Federal Credit Union, showed me on the 10th or 12th that my deposit had hit, right? but it's payable on the 15th. It's just a pending deposit. So the IRS released, they're releasing the money in three phases. They released 60 million payouts. They didn't say exactly how much money, but they released 60 million payouts on Friday. And those should be to taxpayers who had filed in 2018 or 2019. The next release is going to be on the 17th. They're going to, Anybody that gets Social Security benefits that don't file taxes, they're going to automatically deposit the money in the same account where they get their deposits. Okay. The next phase is going to be they are developing a website that it should go live on the 17th as well. 
They're developing a website that people who don't normally file a tax return can just go in and update their social security number and their Raleigh number and account number. Mm -hmm. And they're going to update that. Now, if for some reason, like I've had clients who changed their bank account from 2018, they closed the account and that was on file or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, for some reason, if they can't deposit the money, if the account's closed, if you don't have a bank account, if you mailed in your tax return and they mailed back a check and they don't have your account on file, what's going to happen is in May, they're going to start issuing paper checks. Okay. So if you didn't get an electronic deposit this week, there was a problem with your uh, account info. And if you didn't get an, an electronic deposit, then they're going to go back in the third phase and the checks will be mailed out starting in May. And it you can probably look for it in May or late June. Okay. Okay. Good. Now, Robert, for individuals who want to learn more information, whether they have a business or they're single or they're head of household, have a family, what have you, you do have a YouTube channel where you talk in more greater depth about a lot of these things, not even just with COVID-19, um, just general information. On YouTube, you're Robert Barnes, and we're going to have it linked in the show notes just so people have the specific link to your channel, which is growing. Like you said, it's kind of new. You're doing YouTube, but it's growing. Um, but definitely some good information. I've listened to the videos that you have uploaded. So definitely okay. check out Robert's YouTube to find out more about what information, what resources might be available to get more information too on reliable sources. I think, like you said, since there's so much kind of different things being said out here, I think it is important for people to really look for a hub where they can find a verifiable information and uh, just keep learning. It sounds like, well, it's things change from day to day. So we always have to kind of stay abreast on what's going on and the changes that are going on. But also just when things return, quote unquote, back to whatever normal may be, there's still valuable information that people should know, I think, going forward, if you agree. Right. <laughs> that, right. And there's one thing, Kimmy, along with that, this is for everybody, civilians, with civilian yeah. background, whatever. Dial this number, everybody, 1-800-304-3107. 1-800-304-3107. That's the number to the U.S. Treasury Offset Department. One of the most disheartening and biggest issues that I have and I see is I help people prepare a tax return. They get a huge refund. They're waiting. I get notified that their refund is coming. And then there's a little note taken for past due obligations, right? And their refund is offset by an agency, not the IRS, by an agency. The biggest one is Young folks, newly married, you know, you get a husband, you didn't check, and all of a sudden he has child support, and when you file your taxes, uh-oh, now that y'all married, they take the whole refund. And people with student loans, people default on their student loans, they don't pay the student loans, the IRS, not the IRS, but the, they get authorization to offset the refund, and people let it go. So... In order to keep you from being upset, call that number. It's a recording. 
You just put in your social security number and it'll tell you who owes, who you owe. It'll say, you're, if you were or were, if you were to get a refund today, it would be offset by, and it'll tell you who and give you a phone number to call. And the thing is, it's, imp it's imperative that you call and know that you have that offset pending because the law states that if you disagree or you're not aware of it and you, you notify them that, that it's in dispute, they have to put the offset on hold. And while the offset is in dispute, they can't take your tax refund. Mm, okay. Okay. So please be aware, you know, I just had a young couple and, and somebody's sitting there waiting on a $15,000 tax return and all of a sudden they look and they get $655 because they didn't know the wife had defaulted student loans. Mm, okay. Yeah. And so that, that can cause issues. So please just give that number a call. It doesn't cost anything. Put in your social security number and it'll tell you what your status is. And then from there, of course, buy your taxes. <laughs> yes. So why don't you let the audience know one of your daily mantras, if you have one, you have one right now, what are some words that you live by? You've evolved and you have this specialty. You've helped a lot, a lot of people. So what are one of the mantras that you live by? Each one, teach one. Yes. <laughs> and that's my thing. Yeah, it's, it's, that is your biggest one. Yes. Yes. And so... I really have a hard time with people that find out these great tips and know all this great information and, do and then they swallow it, right? Yeah. And, and I've always been one that want to pass the information down. So mm -hmm. I, I'm a 100% disabled vet. So I, I'm familiar with the VA processing, the VA, the situation as far as taxes is concerned. Oh, absolutely. And I just try to encourage people to get their benefits. And the biggest thing that upsets me more than anything is people that say, well, I don't deserve it, or I'm not eligible without looking or whatever. No, any veteran that hasn't applied for disability is cheating other veterans, right? The money's there, uh, we've served, people have disabilities, and a lot of the disabilities are unseen. Right. Yeah. post-traumatic stress disorder, stress. Can you imagine, here I am, a 17-year-old kid, how many birthdays and, and how many deaths and how many funerals and those type of things that I missed and how, how that's impacted my kids growing up and all of that, those are disabilities. <laughs> you know, those are mental impacts and, and the government recognized that and they have funded for that and we have a duty, I would say, to make sure we utilize those benefits and make sure that, that we are healed properly. Mm. And the government, hey, they take a 17-year-old kid and they use them for 22 years, and then they put it back into society, so to speak, and they have to put the kid back the same way they found it. And of course, 22 years of world, world travel and defending the country, it could take a toll, so they can't put those things back so they can fill the holes. And the only way to fill the holes is with money. <laughs> so I encourage everybody to 
apply for those benefits to know what what's what they're out, eligible to do what's out there yeah absolutely and definitely good advice and good information for veterans too and i know tyran on his show a beer talk with a vet talks about a lot of that as well like you said because there are a lot of unseen things and that's for a lot of people um people who have served in in the military and some of us everyday civilians, there might be things that people that are going through that are not necessarily always seen, but that doesn't mean that there aren't resources available. Well, thank you so much, Robert, for coming on the show. Thank you for giving us your knowledge. Yes, definitely make sure to check out the YouTube channel. It will be linked in the show notes. And until next time, thank you again, Robert, for your time. Okay, thank you. Nice to have you. Nice to have you. Nice talking to you. Hope to hear from you again. It was a pleasure to have you join us on this episode of the Early Accountability Podcast with Kimmy Walker. Be sure to visit earlyaccountability.com to sign up for the Early Accountability Newsletter. We look forward to activating your greatness and helping you reach your goals.